0: Hi, friends and awesome moms. What you're about to hear is a conversation I had with my mother, which reflects our last class. I brought up some of the questions that came up in our awesome moms session in order to further our understanding, gain more clarity, and perhaps fill in some gaps. My mother, Mrs. Horowitz, is a parenting expert. She's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore and has done a pretty good job herself. She's also graciously shared her curriculum with us. I hope that our little rehash will help us continue in our pursuit of awesome momness. And with that, Ema. Our topic is gratitude. So, the story of the day is that our oldest is not in school anymore. Again, um, she had a total of one week of school in the last three months um why does she keep? why does her school keep closing because um the place that her um the the, the shuv that her school is in is on and off as a red city and um, for some reason the corona numbers are too high and as soon as it becomes red they cancel school so she had school for one week after the seger and that's it and then she's 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 home again till after pesach so for her this is super challenging she just thrives in school she loves the social aspect she loves the simulation, and for her being home is like it's not a negative experience, but like she really misses it she she lo- longs to be in school. she wishes she could be in school um, so so recently she was just like feeling that need for the social so she asked me if she can have um, like she can invite a bunch of friends for to come to our house for, like, she calls it Yom Keif, you know. She's going to do activities with them, and it's going to be amazing. So I said, sure, sure. So she was, like, super on top of it. She called all her friends. She made up a time. She made up a, a thing, um and then she, she did a great job. Um, but what it really means, Yom Keif, is that I'm going to organize, um like, six camp activities, and then she's going to do it with them, and she's going to have a great time, which is fine. And I knew that in advance. I knew that that was going to fall on me. Um, so, you know, for example, one activity was cake decorating. So it meant that I have to make sure all the ingredients in their house go out, buy the right size pans, the right sprinkles with the hearts and, you know, and the thing and the thing and the thing. And I have to, um, I have to set it all up and then I also have to clean it up for a long, long time afterwards. So (laughs) a lot falls on me, but I I don't, I don't, I don't focus on that because that's just, you know, part of, part of the, um, it's part of the fun, you know, it just, it, it has to happen. And she's not quite capable enough to take full responsibility for it, but, um, she does a pretty good job anyways. So as the date was progressing, um, you know, I was like, I had a little bit more pressure on me because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm adjusting to having a newborn, a two-year-old together, taking care of everyone and, you know, getting, get, getting the things I have to be done, get done during nap time and cleaning up and everything um and it came um and and then we had to go out because we didn't have enough pans so we had to go out and I I asked her something like maybe can you put a few things away so that you know we'll come home to a clean house it'll be so much nicer and she gave me this like why do I always have to clean up when when you know I didn't even make the mess which is like a typical response but I I just really got frustrated I'm like I'm giving you so much time. I'm giving you so much energy. I want this to be fun for you. And I'm doing this for you. You know, l- the least you can do is is besides for say thank you is to, you know, to pitch in. Like let's let us let us do this. But I, I it came from frustration. I was like I was I didn't get angry or, you know, I didn't lose it. I was just like, Hello, <laughs> this is not it's not cool. So it reminded me a little bit about a different time. When, when I made her the same child a birthday party and got annoyed at her f- for, like, being in the way of the, you know, being in the way of my preparations. And then I, I, I kind of laughed at that. And, like, if you're doing this for her, then you can't get annoyed at her for being in the way. or So, it, although it's a little bit different, it did remind me of a topic that we're talking about, which is demanding gratitude. Demanding gratitude. um So... So my first question is like, like what, what, what are your thoughts about this? You know, to, is it, it, it? We'll we'll talk about it soon. Like, what are the ways we do teach gratitude? But it doesn't. It seems to me that if I'm demanding it, then it means I need it, and it's not. I'm not really. I'm probably not really thinking about that. She needs to be grateful. I'm probably just thinking about that. I need to. I need to be recognized a little bit.
1: So that's a. That's very. Um... Self-aware, what you're saying is a very, very self-aware, but I I won't mention one other thing, which is a very hard thing to hear. I think as you get older and as we all get older, we understand it more Mm -hmm. is you keep saying you're doing it for her. We don't really do things for other people. Right. Do it with them in mind. The greater we are as people, the more I, the I is expanded. Someone once explained it to me that you know Hasid Shereba is there for all his chasidim and he's so, so um, giving. But it doesn't mean that he gives to them, it means that they're all considered in his ani. Mm-hmm. I think it's an excellent way of of viewing it. I'm right, if I'm not for myself, it was for me. As a person becomes more giving and we're there for others, their Ani expands. It's not that they're doing for someone else. They're doing some for someone else because they are included in the Ani. They're included in, in me. The more I give to someone, the more they become part of me. So on the one hand, what I'm saying is we don't really do for others, and what the, the next part of that is that there are others that become part of me. So I, I am... I'm giving to them, but I'm also giving to myself. When you say you're doing it for her, you have to be careful with that because you really really are doing it because you you want it to be done. And as you said yourself, that self-awareness of if you were just doing it for her completely, then she wouldn't frustrate you, right? You wouldn't be upset about her, her response, and you would not have that need for that gratitude. Now we're all human, and when you give a day to your daughter, a day, when you choose to give her a day, you do want her to acknowledge it and be there as part of it. And she will. She's very little. And what she's seeing is a mother who is willing to, to make the mother's willing to make her day the daughter's day. In other words, you're, you're willing to give that time to someone else with a smile on your face and happy to do it. So so the, the what you're modeling for her is a tremendous amount of giving and love. Okay? Right. Um, so to, to to remember from the outset that she's 7 Mm-hmm. Almost eight. She's almost eight, but she's seven, mm-hmm. and seven-year-olds are are still very, very self-centered. Um, you know, she she's she's. by the time she's twelve or so, she should be able to come, uh, you know, come out of that tremendous self-centeredness. Although, in the age that we live on, it's take live in. It's taking longer and longer because there's so much, so much self-centeredness. But the more she sees on your part that giving and that loving and that willingness to to do for someone else, um, the more she will absorb that and she will also be part of it. Um, When she said something to you like, do I always have to do that? The answer should be, you don't always have to do anything but when you help, then we get more done together. I was so happy to make you this day today and make it work. And when you help, it works that much better. So, you know, if she asks the question, answer it. But, you know, like you're saying, not in an angry way, not in a frustrated way. Um, And... I wouldn't say I did this for you. I would say I was so happy to be able to help you to be able to have this day. Right. Okay. As soon as you say to someone I did this for you, there's a there's a very negative um it, it's almost like um what's the word? Like a um it has to react there has to be a reaction to that. Like you didn't do it for me, like but you, you did it for me then I'm like totally on the receiving end and people don't like to be recipients of someone else's, um, favors favors their altruism. Right. They don't want to be a that book. Right. I did this for you. And, and, and it's not really true. You didn't do it for her. You did it for yourself and she's part of you. Right. Um so first of all I want to say that that you understand that a seven-year-old is learning to be a giver under your tutelage by having her friends over and and designing a beautiful day for them, but she's not she is not going to be able to do it soup to nuts by herself. And she's gonna need a lot of hand holding and um um, direction in order to, that to happen and she's not going to take it all on at once the preparing and the doing and the cleaning up from it it's just it's a lot for a seven-year-old
0: right
1: but you're directing her on what needs to be done you're there side by side with her as she's doing it and slowly you know when she says it the next time you can say to her okay now last time we did it this is what needed to be done what parts of that can you do today like Soon she'll be able to go to the Makola. Maybe she can already get the pants by herself or whatever it is. Like, yeah. you know, build she up did her go to her credit.
0: She, help you to her credit, she did go, but they didn't have it. She needed to go to the further store that she wasn't so comfortable. Okay. Going. But okay. she did. She because ran out by herself to get it.
1: That That's amazing. So, so it's, you know, and one is going to build on the other and you can then reflect back. And say, okay, this is what happened last. And do you remember what happened with this? What can we do this time? And that's how you built her. And that's how you, that's real enough. It's real training on, on how she can become um, independent in those areas. Right. Right. But you're doing beautifully. But you also have three other children. And, and um, sometimes you bite off too much, you know. Maybe maybe you have to put the parameters a little bit more in place. Maybe you don't have that many kids for that amount of time. I don't know. Or maybe it was fine, and it was a learning curve.
0: Just to just to review that 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 line when what, what was that what was that response line when when she says I always have to instead of, you know, sometimes sometimes often we'll go for um, when a, when a child says in any situation not even just this I always have to clean up. And you, you get that feeling, in you like, I always clean up after everyone in this house. <laughs> that I don't make the mess, you know. That like we all have that. Um, what's the what's a good instead of I always do this? What, what's the good? What's the right? We don't response? always
1: have to clean up, but you, but we only have to clean up if we don't want to live in a mess.
0: Right. And, and this is a smart one, though. She says, I said. I said it will be so nice when when we when we all clean up. It will so, be so nice that we'll have a clean house. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I thought was the right thing to say. To what she says, um, I don't care if our house is clean. You care, which is true. She doesn't care, and I do care. So, so it, it's harder to team up like that. You know, to give her that feeling of, to you know, right. And that I, in the moment, in the moment, I wouldn't say anything
1: to her about it. But at some point I would have a discussion of we all live together in a house. And if so, if you know someone in the house likes it a certain way and most people like it a certain way, then we have to we have to help make it so that everyone's comfortable in the house. You know? In okay. your area, if you want to have a mess in your area, I would let her. Right. Okay. No, that's up to you. That's your that's that's your dollar amos. But you know, in this apartment, you know, Daddy and I and you're safe and we we do like it a certain way. So, um, we all help each other to be happy in the house.
0: Right. Okay. I hear that, and I, and I am learning about that these days of of giving her to You know, space that's, that's be showing messy.
1: respect of what she's saying. She doesn't. She's seven years old. It doesn't mean she likes to live in a mess. All right and right now, she'd rather live in a mess than clean up. But that doesn't mean it's a mess right um, But it's still showing you know giving her that respect of her, of her feelings but you know there are other people that live here also
0: Right.
1: And we but in the moment I, I wouldn't she's not ready to hear it. In the moment, nobody's ready to hear it. That's just the way things things are. in the moment when I want something now or I'm upset about something now, please don't you know sit me down and give me a musician's.
0: Can I ask you a question about what you were talking about before that we don't do things for other people? I remember, I mean, I remember you t- you telling us this and, and I hear, I totally hear it. I just, I wonder, you know, often when we, when we, when we know if we're progressing in our spiritual growth in general is when we struggle and then overcome, is when there's some amount of struggle and then, so just in, in this category, like, when, when it comes to real chesed, like not doing, like doing something for someone else, not in the way, not in the way that, um, that I necessarily want to do it. Like if I'll give an example, this, this happened to us a long time ago. It's the only time I can think of that. I like had the struggle and overcame it, um, offhand, but, um, <clears throat> we had, it was actually when we were like a year or two married and we didn't host often and we were planning on having, um, we, we had, um, a big family that was, that was visiting from California, wanted to come to us for Shabbos. Um, and it was like a lot of guests and we said, sure, no problem. And I worked very hard to prepare for them. And about an hour before Shabbos, they called and said, you know, we decided that, you know, it's, we, we don't want to come. We're not comfortable in your neighborhood or something like that. Um. <clears throat> and I remember feeling like what I always learned about chassid is that you do for the person what they want. And if you're doing it because you want to do it, then it's not for them and then it just doesn't qualify as chassad anymore. So <clears throat> this topic reminds me of that idea where I remember feeling like I it's not the right place to be upset or frustrated because The whole point is you're doing it for them and it's it doesn't take away from the fact that you did it for them because this is the continuation of doing it for them they're not comfortable here so that's this is the right way so my question with that is that like that am I doing that for myself still like does that still count I mean everything we do is for myself I you could say it's for myself because I want to improve I I, want to improve my character and and so it is for right. myself <laughs> right right so it's a very, it's a very
1: nuanced conversation it's a very very right. nuanced conversation a little bit a little little bit splitting hairs if you want to say it like that right but ultimately what i'm trying to say is ultimately everything that we do is because thoughtful person is because like you're saying i want to improve myself as a spiritual human being i want to be more badly right uh-huh that's my purpose here as being an evadachar my work want to be more godly. God does for others. <laughs> He's merciful, you're merciful. He's a giver, you want to be a giver. right olam <laughs> who created the world to give. And he gives, you also want to be that type of individual you want to be a giver. So ultimately you want to do what you're supposed to do. You want to do for yourself. You want to do you want to be you want to be godly right. so when you're the example that you gave before you prepared for that family that big family to come to your house so you wanted to give to them you wanted to be godly as right. much as you wanted to be godly by giving to them it is as godly to say whatever is good for you if you decided not to come and that works for you, and that's good for you, and that's what you want. I wish you a good Shabbos. Right. It's also giving them their um, humanity, giving you know, not yelling at them, not saying, you "Do this to me." Then it, again, it would be about me. Right. So it's it's all it's, it is all for my my growth, my spiritual growth, by becoming the person that I can be. I do do things for myself. Sometimes I do things for myself in a way that is narcissistic or, um, um, selfish and sometimes I'm doing for myself. It's not, it's not selfishly doing for myself, but it's doing for myself in the way I'm going to grow as as a human being. So there's different doing for myself. But To say I'm doing it for someone else, do you, do you hear what I'm saying? I do. I do hear that Any that. any of those situations, I, I'm not doing for myself. I'm not doing for someone else. I'm doing um, it for
0: myself in my in my path of growth, or I'm doing it for myself in myself. Yeah, I hear that.
1: I hear in a that. selfish way.
0: Okay. Yeah, Again, it. it's it's very it's very nuanced. It's not
1: no. it's not um. But but we do we do do things for for ourselves. Um. Again, getting back to the, the Rebbe and getting back to the proper way of doing things for other people, when the when the the doing things for other people is is really giving and it's doing it in a loving way, it, the other people will benefit from it. So I, in a sense, I am doing something for them, but ultimately I'm doing it for myself,
0: right, for my own positive growth. Um- Okay. So just back to, so back to the, um, so back to, b- back to our topic of gratitude. Um, <clears throat> so you differentiated that there's two types of gratitude. Um, and this helps us understand, you know, if it's for the child or if it's for us, if we're looking for gratitude for, um, to us or for something. So could you, could you explain, could you explain the differentiation a little bit? Right.
1: So, what we want to teach our children is to have gratitude for the things that they have. Right. To be grateful for all of their things, for their health, and for their abilities, and and for for the things that they get from people. So, to to we want them to to focus on the good, and to be grateful for what they have, and not focus on the bad, and be. Ungrateful, ungr- ingra- ingrates. Okay, that's different than you want them to be gr- grateful to you. That you need their approval, that you need their their um, their thank you, because when you, it's 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 coming from a place of your own neediness, then when they don't do it, the response to that is again anger. It's, um, our struggle. Um, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a frustration. I did all this for you and that's how you respond. You needed a shirt to match your skirt. We you were trying, trying so hard to find. I went to six different stores today till I found that. And that's how you respond. So that shifts the focus from the child's learning gratitude to my need for gratitude. And that's not going to teach gratitude. That's not what teaches gratitude. Not that gratitude is not important. It's not that, um, that the child was correct in their, their response, but the, the, the question is, what's your goal? What, what is your purpose in, in getting in, 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 responding to that that in in ungratefulness the purpose of your response is I want my child to be grateful that is not achieved by getting upset with them it's getting a child upset with them sends the message that it's about me I tried so hard and how could you possibly say that to me I put off doing my own things I was supposed to clean for Pesach today Instead, I went to six different stores for that time. And that's how you respond, similar to what you were saying before with Mira. Uh-huh. You know, you know, I, I put aside my entire day, and now all I'm asking is for you to clean up a little bit, or you to do whatever. And that that doesn't that doesn't teach gratitude. That for sure doesn't teach gratitude. Neither of these responses teach gratitude. What yeah. teaches gratitude has really nothing to do with this. What teaches gratitude is the next time she does do something, you thank her.
0: You show gratitude. Yeah, perfect. So I I wanted to know what yes teaches. Like, let's let's give examples that teaches
1: gratitude. Even when you know she did one thing out of three, what do we focus on? The one thing we focus—that's what we should focus on. Very (laughs) often, when she does one thing out of three, we focus on. I asked you to do three things. This wasn't done, and this wasn't done. I thought it was a test question. We do do that. We have a beautiful white sheet, and there's a tiny dot of black on it. We say. It's, it's, it's stained. No, it's, it's a tiny little thing, but our eye is drawn to it. That's human nature. Our eye is drawn to what was not done. What is black? What is, what is not the way we want it? Right. Okay. And perfectionism is very unhealthy When I need everything to be done. No focus on the positive. She did one thing. Tell her how much you appreciate that. Thank you so much for doing that. That's really helpful.
0: So one way we can do it is showing gratitude to, to the child, to our children, pointing out the things that they're doing for to what be helpful. They did.
1: Right. We show them gratitude for what they did. We 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 should we model appreciation at the at Hanukkah time, at Purim time, at the end of the year, we we show our appreciation to teachers. I, I'm sure I told you the story that at one point we were getting presents to the teachers. I think it was a Hanukkah time or maybe it was the end of the year. And one kid said to me, I don't understand, Nima, they get paid for their job. I was like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. They do do get paid, but we, but we have to, we have to show our appreciation. It's not about, you know, them. It's about we showing our appreciation for what they did for us. Right. Um, And so we show appreciation and we model that and we, after a long trip, I'm sure you have, you get back in the car or you get on the bus and they're crying and screaming or whatever. And you turn to your husband and say, Daddy, thank you so much for that outing. And he says, Ima, thank you so much for packing up and having such a wonderful day. Instead of turning to the kids and say, stop fighting and think, daddy. That doesn't work. So <laughs> right.
0: so there's that, so, so this is all modeling. It's to the children, to each other to people outside our family it's showing it's showing which is always the best way but is there any is there ever a time other
1: thing is training i think we spoke about this already training to be grateful through either a gratitude journal which is incredibly important right or or like that we talked about the, the the gratitude tree or something um you can have boxes. You have a. You come up with something cute, a chart that every time they're grateful for something, you fill it in on a chart. When you fill up the whole chart, you do something together. You have a trip, or you, you you know, go to the park special, or have a barbecue in the park. I don't know, whatever it is that you do every time you fill up a whole, a whole. Um, poster board, of you know, one inch boxes of. Um, Thank you. of of things to be grateful for. Um, It really is a habit that has to be formed. People that get in the habit of looking for the good as opposed to looking for the bad. Now, honestly, some kids are born one way and some kids are born the other. Some kids will see the good in everything and rarely see the bad. And some kids will always see the bad and rarely see the good. So those kids that are born the first way, they're easy to deal with. The kids that are born the second way or that have habituated themselves because they have friends that are negative or parents that are negative or siblings that are negative, they're much, much more difficult to work with. But you start from the, the time they're very young, so it doesn't have to be a journal right away. It could just be before you go to sleep at night, tell me one thing that you're grateful for and just get in the habit of doing that or doing it at the supper table. I like to do it at night when it's one-on-one, but you know, what are you grateful for? What, what happened today that you're so, so happy about? Um, this also works very well when you're talking about people that your children do not get along with. For example, a teacher. Right. So they come home and every day all they want to do is complain about this teacher, see the negatives. So instead of saying to them, You have to like your teacher. You're not allowed to talk bad about your teacher. You know, that's not the way we talk in this house. I I have a thing in the the curriculum about listening. But, you know, that you, you should not say to a child, that's not the way we talk about a teacher. I don't want to hear that. Because basically what you do is shut the kid up. Right. But what I would suggest is with such a child to ask them, next time you want to talk to me about the teacher and you have negative things to say, I, I wanted to say one positive thing about the teacher. Just one positive thing first, and especially a kid who's coming home every day to complain—they're going to have to start looking for something positive, because I know I'm not allowed to talk to my mother about negative until I say something positive. Therefore, I'm going to look, and you know, I'm going to look for something positive. It literally has the strength to change the way that child um, perceives that teacher or that, that other human being, because you begin to look for the good. You begin to look for the good, you begin to see the good, you change your perception of that person. So that's um, just another idea in terms of, you know, seeing the good, being, again, having gratitude for, for the good as opposed to just seeing the bad.
0: Um, and there's really never a time to ask for gratitude, even if it's genuinely for something and not to me happens to be I did it but it's really for something there's there's almost never a time to do that
1: so if if your mother-in-law does something for the kids and you can point it out to them this is what bubby did I'm going to go say thank you would you like to come and say thank you with me so again it's partially modeling it's also giving them the opportunity to write the thank you note or to, and, and you should get in the habit of when they get a birthday present and they get something to teach them to write a note or an email, whatever, whatever you're going to do, but it's nice to, to them to learn to write a thank you note and you can get them as they get older. She wants to get her own little cute stationery with her name on it and okay, it's time to use your stationery, Um and, and you can help her formulate her or thank you. Yeah, that, that I would I I think is a very very positive thing to do. That's that's teaching actual teaching of gratitude, but again, not to you.
0: So to me, there's there's not a place for it.
1: I has I'm very hesitant to say yes because children don't see it that way. Children see it as as you need you need me to say thank you to you. Your husband can say. Look what mommy did. Let's say thank you to mommy. In other words, let's say thank you to daddy. The other one right. is very positive, but to say you need to say thank you to me is very rarely perceived by the um, child as a positive thing, as having much to do with gratitude.
0: Okay, I hear that. I, I feel like that the idea can extend into respect and apologies and all that because it's it it it, it feels to me like it would go hand in hand, like to demand respect. Instead, to demand respect for daddy or for daddy to demand respect for... It, it
1: works much better. Much better. Right. When you're mapping on your husband's respect and and his... And gratitude to him, absolutely. What was the third thing you said?
0: The third thing was apologizing. So I'm apologizing. So I'm sorry right. to Ema.
1: Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, no... Daddy should say 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 you you need to apologize to Emma. That's not appropriate. Right. Um. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And the other thing is again modeling apologies for your to, to, to your children when you make a mistake. Right. Very 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 powerful.
0: Okay. So to review, we when we're talking about gratitude, we're saying that um that it's important to help them. Realize that they're great. Help them understand how to be grateful for something, um, and to see, to find the positive, to look for the positive. Um, Point it out. Model model gratitude to the children, to each other, and to people outside of our family, um, and not to not to demand it.
1: You cannot demand that someone be grateful. It doesn't work. It right. doesn't work. You can um, habituate them, which I don't know if you said. Habituation is very, help them to to get in the habit of seeing the good and appreciating the good. Right. Um, there's one other thing that comes to mind, um, yeah. if I may, and that is when when we we, we live in a comparative society. When we see, you know, someone has something that I want, I want it. But when we see some, someone has something that I have that they don't have, for example, when children see um, other children that have disabilities, it gets them thinking. Um, it gets them thinking about how, how, how blessed they are to have sight and to have the ability to walk and and hear properly. So I, I think it's important, depending, you know, different people have different um, availabilities and options in, in these areas, but to expose our children to all different types of people, then they begin to see that no, everyone can't see, everyone can't hear. It's a it's a blessing that, that I have these things. Not everyone walks by themselves. Some people are in wheelchairs. Some people have other illnesses. My health is something that I have to be grateful for. Um, Children that are exposed to these types of children are more grateful. Uh, So it's just something to keep in mind as well um, to get kids involved in organizations where they they are exposed to all different types of people. Also, Down syndrome and those, some kids take to it better than others, but um, to the extent that that exposure is possible, I think it is extremely helpful. People, kids stop taking these abilities for granted.
0: Wow. Very nice idea. I like it. Good. Wonderful. Okay. Hey. Well, I will say thank you, thank you, thank you for your help.
1: you're very welcome and thank you for the opportunity